Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and CMEA markets. It's Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, Deputy Editor Aurelia Seidelhofer will sit down with me to discuss Luxembourg-based metals and mining group Metalcorp, which is working with its creditors on a new debt restructuring proposal. Distressed debt and restructuring editor Robert Schack will then discuss the recent refinancing of Adler Pelzer. Senior legal director Chetna Mystery will talk to us about the upcoming consent solicitation for French retailer Casino. Finally, senior reporter Beatrice Mervolian will give us a roundup of what's going on in the primary market. Hi Aurelia, when looking at the distressed debt and restructuring market, we are still waiting to see what the solution for metals and mining group Metalcorp will be. Can you tell us a bit more about the situation? Yes. So Metalcorp already went through a debt restructuring process at the end of last year when it wasn't able to repay a 70 million note, which was meant to come due then. And at the time, the note holders agreed to a one-year maturity extension to October 2023 and uh, some fixed partial redemptions of about 8 million each at the end of March and in June 2023. So how come the company is restructuring so soon again? There have been some issues with uh, delayed bauxite shipments from a mine in Guinea, but um, evidently um, there just isn't enough cash to fund these agreed partial repayments of the 2023 notes, the business and the coupon for the 2026 notes. So at the end of March, the company said it wants to sell its uh, BAGR, non-ferrous group, GmbH, um, the assets of which are mostly located in Germany. It now wants to transfer the 2023 bond over to that entity and the new buyer, and at the same time extend the maturity of the bond to 2026 and waive these partial repayments in March and May. But isn't the company, technically speaking, in default if it hasn't made the partial repayment due in March? Uh, yes, but the common representative of the bonds hasn't accelerated uh, this yet. So um, they're negotiating with the company for a revised proposal ahead of a second creditor meeting on May 22nd, um, where hopefully they can come to an agreement. Do we, do we have some early indications whether investors like the company's proposal? Well, some investors I spoke to said in principle the idea of separating this entity from the rest of the group makes sense, um, geographically speaking, because, well, most of the assets they want to sell now are in Germany and a lot of the rest of the group is more in Africa. Um, but there is this investor lobby group, SDK, which represents some retail holders in the bond. And they uh, published a newsletter saying they have some doubts about this M&A process, um, saying uh, they're not sure if it was conducted properly because the company only allowed about two weeks for bidders to make proposal. And uh, the buyer that is uh, now going to acquire it uh, is called Ferralum Metals. And that's basically owned by management and by a woman who is reportedly married to the president of Monaco Resources, which is the parent of Metalcorp, so it's it's meant to stay kind of in the uh, in the family, so to say. So I think the um, SDK they would like uh, some sort of confirmation that the purchase price is appropriate, and also um, a kind of um, IBR 
to confirm that this is all working. Um, aside from the restructuring they're proposing for the 2023 bond, there's a potential issue with the 2026 notes because obviously um, the company needs to be able to fund this coupon payment in June. And also with this new structure, then 2026 bonds would be more exposed to the, the rest of the group. So it, it depends a bit whether the holders of that bond are happy with that um, as well. Hi, Rob. As you reported earlier this week, German auto parts supplier Adderpelzer finally managed to refinance its upcoming bonds, but the refinancing seemed anything but straightforward. How did the company ultimately manage to get it over the line? Hi, Andrew. Yes, this refinancing was a long time in the making. Given that Adderpelzer's outstanding 425 million euros of existing senior secured notes had been due in April next year, the group had been working on a refinancing for a while. But with the notes trading in the 80s for most of last year, a straight refinancing was not on the cards. Shareholders initially committed to provide around 60 million euros of new equity to support a deal, while BNP Paribas started pre-selling investors back in January already to try and anchor the new bond. But that was still not enough to persuade investors, so the shareholders ended up doubling their new money support, and they ended up putting in 120 million euros via subordinated shareholder loan into the company as part of last week's transaction. That reduced the size of the new bond the company needed to raise to around 350 million euros and lowered the net leverage to 2.4 times. As a result, Adler Pelsa managed to upsize the deal slightly and price a 400 million euro bond at a 92.5 ORD with a 9.5% coupon, which was at the tight end of guidance. The company's performance seems pretty decent. Um, what, what made the deal so difficult? It was partly due to the group's previous missteps. Adler Pelsa has come under criticism in the past over poor communication, a lack of transparency and delayed reporting. The headline metrics were also not as good as they appeared. Adler Pelsa's marketed net leverage was based on full year 22 consolidated EBITDA, which includes a number of JVs. The earnings contribution to the JVs accounts for about 20% of group EBITDA, which means that actual leverage when stripping out the impact of the consolidation is around the four times level, which is relatively high. Another concern was weak cash generation. Management had guided to around 5 million euros of free cash flow this year, which is barely above break-even, despite 2023 being a strong year for the auto sector, while some cash is held at JVs. However, the outlook for the auto sector is relatively good, with volumes at historical lows and set to increase at some point despite the gloomy macro picture. There is also scope for margin improvement, with management aiming to raise the group's EBITDA margin to the high 9% level from 7.9% in 2022. And that looks conservative, given that between 2019 and 2021, the group's EBITDA margins averaged around 11%, investors had noted. The proposed pricing on the new notes also looks generous, implying a roughly 12% yield. That offered a roughly 200 basis points pickup on an equal spread per turn of leverage basis versus the bonds of Grupo Antolin, Adler Pelsa's closest comparable. And how is the deal traded on the break? Not too good. The new bond slipped on the break and is currently quoted at 90.5, 91.5. According to investors, the book was barely covered despite the generous pricing, and they got fairly full allocations. Okay, thanks, Rob. Last week, Reorg hosted a webinar on the French retail group Casino, covering uh, potential restructuring options for the group and its bond documentation. Um, one of the 
the matters uh, discussed in great detail, uh, which is very pertinent this week, relates to the group's consent solicitation, which actually expires this Friday, May 19th. To talk to us further about this, I'm joined by our senior legal director, Chetna. Chetna, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the consent solicitation? Thanks, Andrew. So Casino launched the consent solicitation on the 24th of April under its Quattrum 2024 notes, its 2026 notes and its 2027 notes, basically asking them to waive any defaults or events of default arising as a result of the group opening conciliation proceedings in France. The requested waivers needed consent for a majority, so that's at least 50.1% in aggregate principal amount of the outstanding high yield notes in each series. And what happens if the consent threshold is not met or achieved? Yes, so we delve into this and discuss it in more detail on the webinar, but essentially French law will trump any contractual provision, stating that there will be a default or an event of default arising as a result of opening conciliation proceedings, such that effectively the provision will become null, void and basically difficult to enforce. Consequently, a failure to achieve the consent threshold doesn't necessarily mean that Casino could not request that conciliation proceedings be opened by the President of the French Commercial Court. Proceedings could still be commenced regardless of the outcome of the waiver request. Bondholders will therefore want to consider their ultimate bargaining position when deciding what course of action they want to take. To a certain extent, bondholders have nothing to lose by consenting, given that the procedure may be commenced regardless of their actions. It would also give them a proper seat at the negotiation table. The other thing to mention is that commencing conciliation proceedings without meeting the consent threshold or effectively ignoring it would be a default under the New York law contracts. That avenue could obviously create a whole load of problems for everyone because ultimately you could be collapsing the structure and I'm not sure that's exactly what bondholders are pushing to do here. Okay, thanks Chetna. And just a reminder to our listeners, that webinar is available on the reorg.com website, so please do check that out. Okay, to wrap things up, I'm now joined by our senior reporter, Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. Can you tell me what's going on in the primary market? So activity is a bit slower now compared with earlier this month. Many high-yield issuers have yet to report first quarter results, and fourth quarter 2022 results are now considered considered stale. As a result, many of these issuers are, are unable to come to the primary market until their first quarter results have been, have been published, and many of them have until the end of June to do that. Um, activity is now dominated by bonds because investor demand has shifted to fixed rate instruments as they seek to lock in current uh, rates, considering the expectation that interest rates will start to decline, or at least stop rising. Um, the only loan of significant size in the market at the moment is uh, an amend and extend transaction for specialty chemicals company Norion. Um, yesterday, German auto parts company Adler Pelzer priced 400 million euros or, um, of senior secured notes at 92.5 to pay 9.5%. The company had been under pressure as a result of refinancing risks and limited short-term liquidity. However, investors were reassured by the 120 million euro liquidity injection via support, subordinated shareholder loan, which was more than they expected. Um, free cash flow is um, expected to be limited as a result of the higher interest burden. Um, and leverage may 
may actually be as high as four times when earnings contributions of joint ventures are removed. However, there is some scope for margin expansion as supply chain issues and um, raw material inflation abate. To date, two new, new bonds came to the market. Specialty chemicals group Solenis is marketing a $1.625 billion and $500 million uh, equivalent uh, of notes to support its acquisition of um, cleaning um, product provider Diverse. And uh, gaming company Lotomatica is refinancing its 2025 notes with a five-year uh, 1.115 billion euro fixed and floating rate note issuance. We send out a weekly roundup of Rior content ranging from breaking news to in-depth financial and legal analysis, as well as the latest podcasts and webinars. Sign up to the Reorg on the record now at reorg.com. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening.